Hi, thanks for joining us here on cliffcentral.com. This is In Conference with Michael Jackson. That's me. I'm a conference speaker. I speak ooh, about 180 events a year all around the planet, and I've been doing it for a long time. So I've done about, I don't know, 2,500, 3,000 events. Why is that important? Well, it's important because it was the reason Gareth Cliff said to me, come on to cliffcentral.com. What we're going to do is broadcast podcasts of everyone I've met from around the world who really fascinates me that I get to meet through my world of conferencing and eventing. And those of you who listen regularly to the show will also know that I'm always proud to pump homegrown South African talent. So my guest on this episode is actually intriguing. It's a lady that first booked me as a client, but I'm not here to promote her in her old business because she's made the move. She's made the transition to running a branding, eventing, consulting company, and she's just recently launched it in South Africa. When I heard about that, I got super excited because my guest, who you'll meet in a second, Eloise Bussack, when I worked with her inside the world of corporate banking, she was at that three-letter bank, uh, starts with an F, ends in a B, that one. Um, wow, she was just one of the most impressive clients ever. And the other day I heard she'd made the move, and I thought, stop the world. We need to have Eloise Bussack on this program on Cliff Central. So joining us from her new office, located at a secret destination somewhere in Johannesburg, meet the lady herself, Eloise. Nice to have you with us. Thank you, Michael. That's a very flattering opening. Well, I've got to tell you, you impressed the hell out of me when you were my client, when you booked me. Um, I'm intrigued, though. What made you made the breakaway from managing events from a corporate perspective? I mean, you did some stunning bloody events, by the way, into doing it for yourself. Um, Two reasons, Michael. One was my current boss at the company I was working for, as you've mentioned, turned around to me one day after I'd done a particularly enormous event and said, it's not fair that you only do this for us. You need to be able to go and do this for other people. And I understood that I also needed to grow individually. Yes. That I need to work on stretching myself and my abilities and this working for yourself will really stretch your particular skill set so it's a good place to be in. it sounds cool are you eating a cereal by the way while you're talking to me i can hear rustling at your end and it's like remarkably interesting it sounds like captain crunch but I don't no, know what I'm that afraid is. I'm not doing anything that interesting. Yeah, this is the vagary of Skype, I guess, but not serious. Um, so you, you ran massive events, Eloise. I mean, I know because I worked at one or two of them. I was privileged to do so as a guest speaker for you. Um, I mean, you really cut your teeth inside events. What intrigues me, and apart from promoting your company and why I wanted you on the show now, was that I've been working in, in, in recent months on a concept called Build a Better Conference. Most mm-hmm. corporate conferences are boring, done in a box, mm-hmm. dark in the room, line the people up, bring out boring speaker after boring speaker. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that, not with the work that you've done, but you've seen that from across the conferencing industry as well. What's your take on the state of conferencing right now? I think the biggest problem with conferencing is that people assume that anyone can do it. That if you can do logistics, you should be into conferencing or eventing. Mm. And that is not true at all. Fundamentally, what makes a really powerful conference or an event is the foundation and strategy. If you understand what you are trying to achieve, 
it shouldn't just be a party. Obviously, there's places for just parties. But true conferencing is about strategic intent and values to those particular delegates. And very rarely do conferences focus in the right place when they start. No, you're absolutely right. And I've seen people spend millions upon millions of rands, dollars and pounds hoping that they're going to achieve the core message, the reason that they're doing the event in the first place. And it falls horribly flat because these average run-of-the-mill conferences are being asked to be done and managed by people who don't know what they're talking about. And frankly, that terrifies me. I agree completely. One of the great joys of being able to do the type of conferences I did from within the organization is I understood it, understood what they were trying to achieve. And so the challenge for me now, working as a consultant, is really to delve into that brief, to ask the challenging questions, to check you talking to the correct person when they are giving you that brief so that you can be honest and give them feedback that will add value to their strategy and their bottom line, as opposed to doing a pretty event with nice food or decor. Yeah, I wrote a piece on LinkedIn recently called uh, Meet Your Guest Speaker Berry Muffin, because most people spend more money on their muffins than they do on their speakers. Um, Makes for a great tea break, but not for a really good business message being constructively put across. What do you most look for then, Eloise, in an event? How do you give guidance to people who are in this industry saying, you know, you can make this better if you do what? So I think it is that foundation. If your foundation in all things is weak, then you will produce a weak product. So for me, fundamentally, it's that foundation. Why are we doing this? I was lucky enough to study journalism so that W5H resonates in my mind constantly. Yes. Who are we doing this for? Why? When? How? And all of those must answer specific, clear questions. Hopefully, they all come to a very similar response, which is we understand thematically what we are trying to achieve. We understand how we want this to come across. What kind of experience do we want people to have? And when you can answer those questions in a strategic way, not in a superficial way, in a very fundamental way, you will begin to build something that is powerful and impactful. You know, quite often I've seen people, you know, as the event organizers take down their banners at the end of it, the delegates have left with a sore head because it was the gala dinner the night before. And really people are driving out going, well, that was a fun two or three day or one day party. Um, What have I learned from it? And that for me was one of the core elements in my own career of starting to say to clients, let's help you build better conferences. Let's help you get that message across. Because in this day and age, to my mind, there is no finer form of communication than live on mass teamwork. And that's why I was delighted that you'd made the quantum leap away from the bank that begins with F and ends in B, because the stuff that you did at those events really, really worked well and that you're offering it out to people now. I mean, how have you found the response to uh, Intrinsic Consulting, your new company in the marketplace so far? Have, have you been picking up clients hand over fist? I have been picking up some clients, the clients that are really strategic around what they do with eventing, are few and far between, but I am lucky in that I have been able to pick out those in the market, those that understand that a conference does not do its work in one day, that it should be something that you work on post the event as well, 
that it is embedded in what you do before, on the day, and afterwards. And that's where you see true value, and I've been lucky. I have picked up a couple of clients that understand that perspective and buy into it. It's intriguing as well for me because, you know, I, I often go and sit with the managing director, the CEO of the organization for part of my briefing process with them uh, prior to an event, either live or doing it like this over Skype. And, you know, one of the questions that I can always ask the CEO is, you know, what do you most want to achieve from this event? They seem as CEOs or managing directors to be able to articulate that quite well. But then you get to the reality of what comes down the line. And it's two very, very different things normally, isn't it? Completely. That's why it is so vital, if possible, to go to the source or anyone who's closest to the source. And that takes a lot of courage because the view around event planners is that they are logistics people. They are not strategic people. And that is one thing I hope that we will continue to push in our profession, that strategic insight and ability to really elevate the impact you can have on a business. It is remarkable for me as well because, you know, at, at, at my level now, thank goodness my diary tends to fill up very quickly. But, you know, when you occasionally have a conference with clients and they go, you really charge that as a professional speaker? And the answer is absolutely because I'll deliver your message brilliantly on point and in a memorable way. So I've got no hesitation with, with the price that I charge in that particular respect. But, I mean, you see an awful lot of very poor speakers on the circuit. And it may well be that as professional speakers, uh, we get bookings, those, those people who do what I do for a living, because the conference organizers know that the internal speakers are incredibly weak. Do you see that as still being a problem, that corporate executives ought to be able to stand up and deliver a keynote, a, a massive address, and be able to get it across properly, but don't? Absolutely. There are very, very few CEOs and even top executives that can deliver a message effectively, very, very few. Um, I was very lucky to work with um, my former CEO. He was really comfortable, really relaxed. Didn't necessarily fulfill the professional speaking level, but he's a, a brilliant, engaging speaker. But there are very few that do that well, which adds challenges if you are planning a conference and they are your keynote speaker. How did you cope with that inside the bank? Um, you know, knowing that you've got the HR person, the marketing person, the product specialist, uh, you know, the call center director, whatever it was, how did you make sure that they delivered to a better standard when you were working inside the corporate space? So, Michael, as you know, there's kind of a very strong formula to how you should really plan your days. So we understood that where they were... Um, individuals that were particularly challenged, we would support them in terms of what they did visually, how we enhanced their presentation with audiovisual, or really reduced what they had to say. Most people say too much on slides and say too much verbally. Yeah. So you coach them to say less. And then partially, you place them at times and in between really prime other components that elevates what they are doing and keeps the momentum of your day going. So that's kind of how you have to manage it. Yeah, it was remarkable for me. And I think that, you know, the journey that you had at the bank that began with an F and ended with a B um, coincided really with the most spectacular rise of that bank. And I'm certain that the work you did inside the organization helped elevate it along with an awful lot of other really good team members. But, you know, for me, I, it, I, I struggle with it all the time. I, mean, I, I sat through an event 
you know, today I sat through an event on all of last week in Brisbane where the situation was exactly the same in Australia. It's bad speaker after bad speaker with the occasional good one who really gets the point across. And when you get the good ones, the difference is made. And that's just one element of the execution of the conference. You know, thankfully, at my conference in Australia, working with a professional team, uh, a conference organizer, managing team like the one that you've built here in South Africa, working with the best in audiovisual and not just borrowing Bob, who's got a microphone in his garage and a speaker system here. I mean, a lot of people don't really understand the depth that goes into conference planning. So, you know, again, I'm delighted that you've made the move over. What are you going to be specializing in at Intrinsic? Are you looking at all of those elements as Intrinsic Consulting? Absolutely. Certainly my formula is one around bringing only the best of breed in eventing and conferencing. So everybody that is involved in any event I put together is literally the best in breed because every component knits together to make a whole, as you stated. It has to be impeccably professional. And I think that professionalism and its strategic focus is really differentiating factors for me. I come from a very strong communication strategic background and that I really bring to any eventing environment and it makes a huge difference in the conferencing and its value and I only work with the best professionals in execution. So you get a amazing, amazing package on the day. I was invited to be a guest speaker at a, an awards ceremony for a company a few weeks ago in Johannesburg, to which I went. Um, the entire system collapsed that evening. The AV company blew the power, couldn't get the, they blew the generator. I mean, they had audience members in from all across Africa. The entire evening had to be rebooted from the back. I didn't speak in the end. They were listening by candlelight. The managing director managed to get through the awards ceremony by reading a script. There was no PowerPoint. There was no power. And it turned out that the AV team concerned didn't have the electrical certificate of compliance that was required by law before they actually rigged the venue for the conference itself. Shocking. No, shocking. No jock sign off. None of the things that um, when I work, I regard as standard. And it is a very interesting scenario that part of the problem is there are a lot of individuals that don't really know what they're doing. that get a lot of exposure, get jobs that then afford them the opportunity to embarrass companies. Absolutely. And, and when you spend hundreds of thousands of rands in that concept exactly. and, and it all goes pear-shaped, it's not a good outcome at the best of times. You know, Eloise, 15 minutes has flown by. I mean, I can't believe how quickly this show goes. Um, just in closing, and thank you for being my guest. Thank you for putting a perspective onto it that I hope makes people sit back and think about eventing and conferencing in a more professional manner, which is what you bring to the world of it now. Intrinsic Consulting, um, Eloise Bussack, how do people find you? So they can find me across all social media platforms. They can search for Intrinsic Consulting. We are young, very vibrant company, so we are willing to connect across any platform. And if you search on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for Intrinsic Consulting, you'll be able to get hold of me. I love that. I've got to say thank you on behalf of all of my, my listeners as well. It's been a real joy having you on the show. And really, that's what it's all about. In Conference with Michael Jackson brings you not only the outcomes of conferencing and eventing and great people, but also the people who put the really good inside together as well. It remains for me to thank my guest on your behalf, Eloise. A real joy. I've got to say thank you and goodbye. Join thank us again on your very on our next podcast. We're live every Tuesday, 1445. 
5. And, of course, we're all over cliffcentral.com's podcast platform for you. From me and my guest, from myself, Michael Jackson, it's been a real pleasure having you with us. Thank you. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.